get a bit tongue-tied actually um, I think my mouth engages before my brain does <laughs> and I forget what I'm gonna say a lot too so bear with me um, but I'm grateful I have this uh, opportunity I'm also grateful that I've got a husband who who um, seems to know what I'm gonna say before I say it so we don't talk that much <laughs> uh, and I've got a dear friend who even though I get my words mixed up and upside down. Um, she trusts me and believes in me. But isn't it wonderful to know that, um, that Jesus knows our very thoughts before we utter them, our very words before we utter them. So it was a bit of a surprise when I was asked to uh, say something for 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, so um, before answering, my mind was like whirling around and racing and I lifted up a frantic prayer. Lord, you know, I'm like Moses. I'm not eloquent um, or anything, but Lord, you know me and know how hard this will be for me. But you also know that I want to give um, back to you glory. I want to be your witness to the greatness of you in my life. So I said to Gareth, I won't say no. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> oh, here we are. But I love getting to know people, um, and that usually begins with being curious and asking questions, doesn't it? So in the same way, I, you know, the Lord, he desires to hear what we have to share to, with him. It's, it's talking, it's listening, but he loves to hear us, so he can then teach us many of his hidden treasures. This same God I have spoken with all the days of my life. There wasn't a time that I didn't speak to Jesus. I know that it was him who actually ran after me first. In my earlier years, around the age of eight, I would sit uh, what seemed like hours in prayer meetings, you know, in, in church, inwardly rehearsing a couple of lines so that I could speak out loud. My heart would literally beat in, you know, be, it, be in my mouth, but I, was, but I felt driven to pray despite suffering with extreme shyness. I struggle sometimes now, but in larger groups, but I'm an overcomer, <laughs> so I'm standing here. When I was around 20, in the 1980s, I know I don't look that old either, do I? Um, <laughs> some people weren't even born. <laughs> um, I went to a conference, and it was about, pr about prayer, um, and it, it, it focused on prayer with exercise, which was really odd, but I was young, so I went along anyway. Um, and it was about skipping, skipping for 15 minutes and praying. As you can imagine, I was focusing more on breathing than I was on praying. Um, but what I remembered, it really did focus um, my attention. Uh, yes, it was hard at first, but with like any exercise and any, any exercise regime, it becomes easier as you gain fitness. Not to say that I kept up the skipping, <laughs> but it transformed my thinking and helped me focus in, on my journey with prayer, persistent and daily. Eventually, it becomes a, a memory muscle in a developing relationship with Jesus. Yet it can be challenging. It definitely has ups and downs. I have been up on the mountains, and I've been down in the valleys in prayer too. But it's talking with Father God, and that changes us. Another memorable addition to my prayer life uh, was when I read Intercessor by Reese Howells. 
That was many years initially, but more recently with Sue. This opened up a life of praying differently, contending for things that God lay on my heart, standing in, in the gap for others and situations, pushing through until there is breakthrough. I believe prayer and answers to prayer raises our faith in the one who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ever hope or imagine. It draws us closer like any close relationship. So when you give your time to the Lord and ask for more and more of him, you fall deeper and you want to reach higher. It changes what you ask and how you ask when you trust in the one who after all is our risen savior, our living God, our redeemer and our friend. To have conviction in the person of Christ, the faithful one and his promises, not in who I am, but in who he is. But as Jesus followers, we know that the word tells us, and without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real, and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. I love when reading Psalms, David spoke the language of faith, and he spoke it beautifully. And in Psalm 4, may we never forget that Yahweh works wonders for every one of his devoted lovers. And this is how I know that he will answer every prayer. Tremble in awe before the Lord and do not sin against him. Be still upon your bed and search your heart before him. I've spent many days and nights just doing that, not trusting in myself, but in him, for he's my deliverer. He's, he's the glorious lifter of my head. When trouble strikes, what do you do? Run, <laughs> flee? Or does it drive you to, to, to come closer by, by using more frequent prayers, by going to your knees like I do? We have all been there, even David. And in another psalm, he says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? We can tell the Lord everything. Just like David, a man after God's own heart, a heart for God's agenda. After all, there isn't a thing that he doesn't know already about us. Prayer is, is talking, it's not difficult language, but it's what we do every day when we have conversations with each other. The word tells us we will experience troubles as Christians. Sorry, I forget I got this in my hand. <laughs> I'm actually going through something right now with my daughter. People I work with and friends I don't, that don't know the Lord have asked me, how can you appear to be so upbeat, not falling apart when you're going through such things? My reply is, but God, I've been able to testify that knowing him who I believe in and being able to ask him for strength sustains me. He gives me hope because he is the faithful one. He is good and upright, never changing God. He is there for me and with me at all times, carrying me most of the time. He is our father, God who adores us and delights in us. And he's pleased when we come to him completely and completely empty, with no answers, empty, ready to be filled, ready to be rescued by surrendering all. The same God who brought me and my family through a very difficult, life-changing experience six years ago, vindicated us actually at that time, is the same God today. I had the scripture in my heart before things changed six years ago, before our lives were turned upside down. No, no weapon that is fashion, fashioned against you will succeed. The Lord spoke to me in a dream as well at the same time. And this is another way that the Lord speaks to me. 
I know this is very true. There were weapons thrown at us, but God, who is the same God, defended us then and can do it again because he is faithful. This similar situation looks to those outside looking in as an unanswered prayer, but God. He is doing what he does, what he does best, sorting things out in his way, not mine. But I know whom it is that I believe in, and I believe that he is able to do immeasurably more than I hope or imagine, to revive and repair, to restore my daughter first, then our relationship. Hope never disappoints. One of mine and Sue's repeated prayers for our family is, as for me and my household, we will trust the Lord. This same God in whom I put my faith in then and rescued me and my family those six years ago will do the same again. I've come to the conclusion a bit quicker this time. <laughs> took me a long time last time. He has to be Lord of all or not at all. Surrender is the key, handing over the situation completely to him. There is power in prayer. It really does change your life. You don't have to go skipping either. <laughs> Perhaps a little thing a, a bit lighter. Five months before I got married, this is totally different now. My daughter's another thing. I still had, when I got, yeah, five months before I got married, I still had no dress. Both myself and Clive were students at Bible College, completely broke, yet very rich in many other ways, and completely in the Lord's hands. I, leave all, I left all the details to him. I was, it's funny how youth does that to you, isn't it? Just sort of able to do that. So there was no dress, no venue, didn't know anything about the food. I thought, oh, my parents can sort out all those bits out. Um, I went to a Christian conference in Chester and had a fantastic time. And one of the speakers there and his wife somehow came to speak to me. They said that they had recently gone married. Um, they were Mimi and Patrick. Um, and they were moving to Cardiff. So that sort of brought the conversation. I thought, I'm Welsh. I live near there. And they were just asking me other questions. And I said, well, I am about to get married. Um, and somehow the dress sort of thing came up. So she said, stand up, stand up. So we were roughly the same size. She said, I'll get that dress from America for you. So I just left it in the Lord's hand. Weeks were going on, weeks were going on. Two weeks before the wedding, the dress arrived. And it fitted perfectly. <laughs> so my, my story is unique because it happened to me. But we all have our story. This, um, last week, I just want to say that the two Hannahs gave witness to their trust in the Lord, to their trust in Jesus. Both spoke into my life. Braveness of, of Hannah sharing such vulnerability sort of kicked my memory to, to remember lots of instances in my life that without Jesus, I know I would have been in utter despair. But God always comes through, doesn't he? And Hannah Card Cadman uh, sharing and declaring over us who Jesus is. Jesus spoke to me, Liz, you are more than enough. That's what got me up here tonight, today, I tell you. Um, because he tells me who I am, and I, I, am, I am his. The same God who looked at me full of sin, looks at me now full of love. Same God then, same God now. Amen.
Hello? Oh. One, two. Sorry, I, I'm going to do things a bit old school. I haven't got the technology today, but... Um, and I might move around, because some of you might know I'm, I can be a bit animated. Just a, just a little bit. Uh, when uh, Gareth uh, uh, asked me a couple of weeks ago to uh, come and talk to you this morning, I felt, um, as soon as he asked, it was typical Gareth, can you do this speech? Uh, so the answer is yes. It has to be. Short, shut up. And uh, when I first started my journey, uh, when I gave my life to Jesus, um, I was looking for sort of that direction, pretty, pretty short, sharp. Um, and there was a scripture that really sort of helped me start my prayer um, journey. And if I can give one encouragement um, to anybody that struggles with prayer, particularly speaking out loud or anything in your life, I think there's two words you can do. That's all you've got to say is, help me. And I think the Lord will help. He helps everybody. He's helped me before I was a Christian and after a Christian. I'll, I'm going to share testimony today of where I've visibly seen healings and I've witnessed it in our family. And on that, what I know is once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And I know from the bottom of my heart that we've been praying for Lois and the Lord's going to do it again. We sing a song about do it again and he will do it, but it'll be in his time when he wants the way he wants with whoever he wants and it's because he's sovereign. The Lord, our Lord is sovereign over everything. So the, the scripture that really helped me was in Matthew 7, and it, and it goes like this. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep knocking on the door, and the door will be opened. The reason I love it is there's no limit. It doesn't say you can come to me between hour 8 and time, from a time perspective. It doesn't say that you can only do certain things. It just says keep on, keep on. And I really felt that that is a real simple simple bit of scripture that just really focuses and I've used it so many times in my life but I just wanted to share some of the things that I've, uh, I've witnessed um, when I felt the power of the Lord healing um, Nigel and Lois, their first child Samuel uh, was only a young baby Lois will tell you all the time and I don't know all I remember is going up there after work to their house um, when we first thought that there was a possibility he could be blind because of the, the way his eyes weren't working and he wasn't focusing on anything. Uh, and as a family, we were just brokenhearted. Um, the first time I saw my father cry, um, uh, and uh, I went up their house, and Peter Palmer was there. And uh, I just, Lois and Nigel were, as you can imagine, very emotional. Uh, and I picked Samuel off them, and they went in the kitchen to pray. Uh, I was sat down in their lounge. Uh, I was crying while Peter and they were praying in the kitchen. Um, and the Holy Spirit moved on me, like, and I know it's the Holy Spirit, even though I wasn't saved, uh, because I have the Holy Spirit, just feel it now. Whether you get it or not, everybody, I get the shivers, I get a, get a feeling that his presence is this morning. As, and as immediately as they were praying, this came through, the Holy Spirit moved, it came through from my stomach, my chest, through my arms into, the, into Samuel. And within two weeks, it was confirmed he wasn't blind. And I know it's a healing, because if you look at his eyes today, his eyes tremor. And the only reason that people's eyes tremor is if you've either got a brain tumor or you're blind. So I believe and I know and trust in my heart that Jesus healed him on that night. And I wasn't a Christian. And that's how amazing our God is. We've got a God who's so merciful, so graceful. And there are people out there who are not Christians and are praying, and he's, and he's speaking into their lives. And I believe it because I witnessed it. Nigel, again, he was ill. We all know that he went through a terrible time. This church and everybody was praying for him to be healed. 
And he's a proven testimony that he's now recovered. He's a survivor. And I believe that the Lord healed him. And I had that assurance. I wasn't a Christian. Again, I was going down to the Gwent with Lois. And I just felt in my heart of hearts that he was going to be fine. I didn't know why. Through all of the, you know, the, the worry and angst, I just knew. And I think sometimes we've got to speak that over people. Speak that out because that's when the Lord knows that your faith is at the same level as of, of his mercy and grace. It's when we believe that in our heart of hearts that he can do it. Um, Harry, I'll talk about Harry. We went to uh, a conference up in, um, uh, up in Stafford. Emily was there. Um, he'd had a bad hip. He'd had played cricket. He was having back problems, hip problems. Uh, and we went into this healing session. Emily was there. I was there. Uh, Harry was there. And uh, the man who, who was speaking uh, does, a, does a program in Northern Ireland called Healing on the Streets. And they go out every Saturday and they will pray for healing over people. And uh, without anything in this meeting, he just stood up and said, right, is there somebody in the meeting that's got uh, confirmed that their one leg is, uh, their, their hip, the hips are out of alignment and their, uh, their one leg is short on the other? A week before, Harry had only been to the hospital and had an x-ray and it was confirmed that he had one leg short on the other because he had a problem with his hip and that's why he was getting the pain. So, up goes his hand, straight to the front, and uh, this, this man who had a healing gift said, okay, we'll, uh, we'll pray for you. And lo and behold, the Holy Spirit moved and his leg lengthened. And I saw it. And you uh, it was amazing. And Emily at the same time had a problem. So she goes up to this man and goes, um, can you pray for me? I got a bad leg. I got, uh, my, leg my leg is uh, short. And he said, has it been confirmed for an x-ray? Went, no, no, no. She said, well, come back tomorrow and we'll pray for you and it'll happen again. So we went, oh, okay. So we went back the next day. Exactly the same thing happened. And the leg lengthened. Um, I can talk about Emily. With, went to America, as you know, with, um, uh, uh, to, uh, sorry, to Bethel School of Ministry. And the Lord moved in all of that for two years. He provided finance. Um, I remember we, I was coming back from Stafford because Kerry had to have an x-ray on uh, her Achilles tendon that she snapped. And I had a call. It was after one of the evening meetings. Uh, evening meetings, and she said, um, someone's paid off my tuition fees. And that was paid off. And that happened again. It was a second time. And the second time she went out there um, in just, it was in the middle of COVID in September, uh, August, September 2020. She had no funds uh, to raise for the second year of ministry. I had dropped her. She said, I'm going anyway. I'm going to trust the Lord. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna, he's gonna move in the situation. So I drove her to the Heathrow Airport. I dropped her off at the terminal within half an hour of me heading back home, I get a phone call, it's Emily, and she's in departure lounge. She said, Dad, my tuition fees have been paid. Someone's paid £2,000 after that. And I think sometimes we have to walk forward in the face and no one trusts that he's going to do it because he will do it because if he's on his heart, he wants it. Um, Emily went to America. She had a wheat intolerance. We, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm rambling on you, but there's so many times I can demonstrate you. <laughs> So she had a wheat intolerance. She went to various doctors, uh, homeopaths, everything. In a meeting, they had a healing session, and uh, the pastor at the front um, said, right, anybody here with a wheat intolerance, stand up, get out and walk and eat, and you will be healed. So what did she do? Go to a coffee shop, get a cinnamon bun, and she, she was healed. She had no reaction, and she's never had any issues at all then with, uh, ever since. Uh, 2012 was a tough year for us. Most of you know about Emily uh, with Jack. Uh, who passed away, um, sadly, in our house. 
that year went from worse to worse. Uh, and, you know, through the year getting her through her GCSEs, uh, my father was ill in, in the August. Kerry's sister, we went to America. My father was ill, had a major, major surgery just before we went. Um, when we came back, um, I found out I was going to be made redundant. Uh, on the weekend, on the Friday night of that weekend, Kerry's sister passed away. So uh, I had three months, and all I did was spend time with the Lord and say, look, Lord, luckily financially, uh, it was not, I was covered, but I needed to get another job. And it was very difficult. I applied for, I can't remember how many jobs, all day, every day, that's all I did for three months was pray, apply for jobs, watch, uh, <laughs> watch um, all the TBN and everything on, on the church. I thought this is going to be a time to, just to get me through it. And I remember we were downstairs on a prayer meeting, on, the, on December the 18th, so I had, to, I had to get a job by the 1st of January. And my prayer to the Lord was, Lord, just all I want for Christmas is a job. Forget, forget any presents. Just give, you know what I need. I need a job. We were downstairs in the prayer meeting at the time, and the, Holy, the Lord spoke to me. He said, the Lord knows. I was, we was in the middle of the, of, of the prayer meeting, and I was saying, Lord, I, you, know, you know I need this job. I need a job. I need a job. And, he said, and the Holy Spirit said, the Lord knows. That was on a Tuesday night. On a Wednesday morning, I had a call from an ex-colleague uh, to let me know that there could be a contract for six months. Um, so Christmas Eve that year, you can check it out, was on the, tw on the, on the Monday the, uh, the 24th. On Monday the 24th, I had a contract of employment on, on there for Christmas Eve as I asked the Lord. I just, there is no, it, it, I was just blow, absolutely blown away. The way that it moved from the Wednesday, Thursday to that Monday, there is no way, they blind, they, because I'd worked in the company before, they just gave me that contract, and it was amazing. Uh, you know, just, again, the move of the Lord has just been amazing. You know, I, I prayed when I became a Christian, I wanted our family to become, uh, as you do, we pray for our families to be saved, to come in to know the Lord. You know, Kerry's here today. Uh, Emily got saved in university. Ross is living a life in Manchester. But I know and trust that the Lord's going to bring him into his kingdom at one point. I might not be here to see it. You guys will. But if he's done it once, he'll do it again. Yeah. You know, he's not going to do it. He's not going to leave someone out. You know, we're all welcome in his kingdom. And I trust that one day he will. And you all know that he went through a difficult time with his operation. And as a church, you prayed for him. You know, and I know he would have, in that situation, been pray, um, praying and, and asking for the Lord to help him. And, and, you know, thankfully he's got through that operation. He's, and he's... And he's, and he's the, God, the Lord's a great God again. You know, when he, he's delivered again. You know, he, and he's had a tough time in work. And it, what was amazing, a couple of months ago, he said, I want to move jobs. So I've had enough. I've been really anxious. Uh, and um, I've said, I'd apply for this job. And I had an interview. He said, I had an interview. And I just come home and I just prayed and said, Thank you, Lord, help me, help me. And he got the job. You know, and he's not a Christian. But he's still going out. And he's still trusting. And he's still praying. And the Lord is still answering. Sorry, I'm nearly finished. You're very patient with me this morning, sorry. But again, and this is how the Lord is such a merciful and graceful Lord. We had a prayer meeting the other week and I shared with people that I was going through a difficult time in work. I'd lost two of my, um, my direct reports, line managers, and I was having to manage their departments. It's coming up the year end, so obviously from us it's the busiest time of the year. My financial controller left, my IT director left, and my, uh, two weeks ago, my, my HR director's gone on the sick. So I'm doing all of that at the same time. And I'm just thinking, I'm pretty overwhelmed. I'm pretty stretched. I'm pretty stressed. I'm pre I know. 
you know, it all, it, it all gets on top of you. And uh, I shared it in the meeting, and I know people have been praying, I know people have spent time praying over that uh, in our house group. Um, but the Lord's done an amazing thing. So I've, and this was only finalized uh, yesterday. I had to go through, uh, sorry, Friday. So I did a recruitment for, for two of those people. So I had to sift through the applications. You get, um, it takes ages in the civil service uh, to get, you know, number one, get jobs out there. Number two, get people in to interview and then get them across the line and into the business. I had a raft of candidates for the IT person. I was the first person. Um, and through that process, I was thinking, am I going to find someone? Because you've got a CV. When you get in front of them, they're totally different. And you recognize that there's varying abilities of how they could do the job. And I was in the office, and I was going through interviews, and I was thinking, this person is not going to be good. There's another one, there's another one, there's another one. And I got to our last candidate. Before I went into the last interview, I said, Lord, just please make this be the right person. And it, true enough, it was that he was. On Friday, I went through exactly the same process with seven candidates. I got to the last one. One of the women that was with me in the first time said, oh, well, I think you're going to be all right because you'll find the last one. Like I said, well, I won't find the last one. The Lord will find it. I'm going to go and have a pray now. And I told her that. Uh, and lo and behold, the last candidate was the right person. So when he does it once, he can do it again and again. And that's really helped me, helped me believe and even though we went through a difficult prayer series of God on mute, and we know we've been praying for lots. But when I look back and I, I list those things, and yeah, there's been lots of things in my life that haven't gone according to plan. But our list is far bigger and better and greater what the Lord has done. So why should I doubt that he's not going to do it again? Why are we not thinking that he can do amazing things? And the Lord is doing it. That series taught us about how the Lord is working in different ways. And perhaps sometimes we ask. Sometimes we ask the wrong question. Sometimes we ask for things in what we see and what we think. And the more I've prayed now, I realize, well, God, just move, just help, just... I love the Bible. When Jesus healed people, he just said, get up, walk, talk. He didn't go into long conversations and debate. He just took authority. And I think I would encourage you all to really take authority and understand how powerful prayer is. There is power in prayer. There's no doubt about it. And it says in James, isn't it? The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And we're all righteous. Anybody know we're not righteous here this morning? Not because of what we've done, because of what he did. So if we earnestly pray, there's power in what we're saying. And he's going to do wonderful things. So can I just encourage you now to really press in. Whatever you're going through, whatever situation you're in. There are stories that we can all tell a testimony. But and one thing I've known is once I've seen it, you have to believe it. There's no doubt in Thomas anymore. Those days are gone. And I trust and know the Lord is uh, hears everything, knows everything. And he's, he's going to move in this, in this church, in this community, this country. Yeah. And he's done it before and he's doing it again. Yeah. Thank you.